Welcome back to another episode of The Widow Diaries. I'm Brenda Bustillos. And yesterday, I wanted to share that yesterday was October 24th, 2023. Well, that date is significant because that date would have made, um, well, we would have celebrated our 25-year wedding anniversary, which is, you know, a great milestone or would have been. But of course, you know, he's not here. And so, you know, to celebrate this wedding anniversary. And so I know that when it comes to wedding anniversaries, you know, um, for people that have lost their, their spouse, well, at least in my experience, you know, the other person isn't, you know, here to celebrate with you, you know, normally, if, you know, if, if they were alive, you know, you would do something special, you know, just like anyone else would, um, you know, some examples, you know, you probably would have uh, made dinner reservations at a fancy place and get all dolled up. Or maybe you do a getaway weekend trip together to celebrate your anniversary. Or maybe, you know, it's at home and, you know, uh, you come home to a candlelight dinner with some R&B playing in the background or maybe country, whatever floats your boat. You got the champagne chilling on ice and the bouquet of flowers and the exchanging of gifts and, you know, something beautiful and intimate like that. Or maybe sometimes, you know, and uh, you forget the wedding anniversary and then you get in trouble and find yourself sleeping on the couch. <laughs> I don't know. But um, different ways of spending a wedding anniversary. But, you know, uh, when your loved one has passed away or your, your spouse has passed away, it, you know, obviously is, it's, it's quite different. And what do you do or find yourself on, on those days, you know, um, uh, kind of like when it's their birthday and they're no longer here, um, you might, you know, I know you might send out a, a post on social media, wishing them a happy heavenly birthday. I've seen that a lot, done it myself. Um, and I've even in the past, I, I'm sure I mentioned this before, but if, you know, if you're first time tuning in, I just want to let you know that, you know, in the past, what I've done for, you know, Dave's uh, birthday actually was the very first year um, that it was his birthday when he wasn't here. And I decided to throw a party. Um, have all this food and I bought a cake and got a jumper for the kids, invited the family and the friends and did like a celebration. And we even sang happy birthday to to him. And I know it sounds strange because he wasn't here, but that's what I chose to do to, you know, honor his memory. And I know when it is, you know, their memorial anniversary, uh, the memorial of their death, you know, sometimes I know in, in my experience, I've, you know, just thought about that day, how it totally changed our lives, you know, my children and I, and people even ask me, you know, about that day. And, you know, uh, we'll share about like, where we were, you know, what happened? How did we hear? And, you know, what were the reactions and the sights, the smell, just everything, the whole atmosphere, you know, every detail about that day, you know. And, uh, but back to the, um, wedding anniversary. Um, you know, I, I thought about how when 
we weren't even in 10 years. And I had asked Dave, when we reach 25 years, can we, can we celebrate our 25 wedding anniversary by renewing our vows, you know? Um, and he was like, I don't want to wait for 25. Let's wait till it's our 10 year, you know, let's do it sooner. And I had no idea that we would never make it to 25. And so I told him, but I, I told him, no, I want to wait for the 25. That's more special. 10 is too soon, you know? And so, you know, we made it to 14 years and the year that he passed away was going to be our 15 years. So we never even made it to 25. Did I regret it? Yes. I remember spending time, uh, time and time again, anniversary after anniversary, kicking myself about that, you know, um, how we should have did the 10 years. But I no longer do that. I can tell in my healing that I'm able to now think about that and say, well, we didn't get to do that, but I get to hold on to or remember and reflect on the beautiful memories I have of when we did celebrate, you know, a wedding anniversary. It didn't have to be about, you know, renewing the vows, but it was a very special, you know, time for us each year. Um, so this year, since it is, you know, was the milestone yesterday, um, it wasn't too bad. I mean, I didn't do anything, you know, like go, go kart racing. Uh, this is one of the, the things that I did, you know, on the, on, on the anniversary, um, one of our wedding anniversaries, uh, my girlfriends and I went, um, to K1 racing and we raced go-karts and then we went to a, a brewery and we, you know, did some flights of brew and had an amazing, you know, time eating lunch. And, you know, that was a good celebration. But there were times where I was like in the fetal position, you know, and just crying and couldn't, couldn't get up, couldn't get out. And I remember that one year, it was one of those wedding anniversary years. And um, one of my friends, who's actually a, also a widow, she must have known, you know, I'm sure she's known because she's been there, you know, and she decided to get me a bouquet of flowers and a balloon and a card. She left it on my doorstep, rang the bell and drove away. <laughs> and so when I went out there, I found all of this and she just wanted to let me know that she was thinking about me. She knew it was our, you know, what would have been another anniversary. And I thought that was so special, so much so that when it was time for another friend's, you know, um, I don't remember if it was her birthday or what could have been their wedding anniversary. I did the same thing. Um, I got her some flowers, you know, and a card, left it on her doorstep and let her know that I was thinking about her, you know, and got her a little something. And uh, she really appreciated that. So, you know, I could have did so many things yesterday, but instead I chose to uh, work on this podcast that I wanted to send out today. And, um, you know, just reflecting on not so much of what could have been, what shoulda, coulda, woulda, because it's 25 years, but I wanted to talk about the celebration that I have now of how far I've come. Just like the my last episode I talked about the 10 years, a lot can happen in 10 years because it's the 10 year, was the 10 year memorial, you know, of his passing and talked about, you know, 
all, all the things that happened within this, these last 10 years. And here I am now on, you know, such a special milestone, you know, that would have been celebrated. But I celebrate instead that I made it this far. He may not be here, but we made it this far, the kids and I. It has been traumatic. It has been tough, but it's also been a blessing. We have been blessed. And, you know, it, it's it been rough, you know, becoming like, you know, a single mom. And, you know, it was just, just something I never, I never expected. You know, I expected to reach the 25 years, renew our vows, grow old, celebrate our 50 years and so on and so forth. But I didn't know it was going to stop before we reached 15, you know, and and here I am today saying that, you know, um, the kids and I have made it through. And I, time and time again, I always want to say thank you to my family and my friends, my neighbors, my community that have all come together to help me with these kids. You know, I feel like there this must be a God thing because there's no way I would have made it this far without, you know, God. Because um, in his word, he does say, in Psalm 68, 5, that he is husband to the husbandless. He is father to the fatherless. You know, and, and he also talks about how he's a defender of the widow. And I truly, truly see that now. Um, I didn't want to hear that before. I didn't want to accept that before. I wanted, you know, the, the real life person here, right here next to me, you know, like before. But I can't change that. And God is able to fill that void, you know in my heart and, you know, in my life. And I'm grateful for that. You know, do I still have the, the times where I'm laying on the floor in the fetal position? Yes, I do. You know, um, but I'm just grateful that he's gotten us this far. You know, the kids are doing great. I'm so blessed by them, you know, and proud of them. Um, they're not perfect, but hey, they've made it this far and they're, you know, um, I love, you know, to see the journey that they're on and where they're going. And I think about some of the things that I used to, you know, I used to I used to not be able to do um, like because I thought it was too hard. Like I would always say, oh, there's no way I could ever, ever go back to Jamaica because that was our place. That was where me and Big Dave went. We went there five times and I was thinking to myself, and I would say to myself, because that's what I believed at that moment in, in, in time of hurt and pain, you know, and loss and heavy grief. And I would say, there's no way I can go back there. Uh, uh, It would be too hard. You know, that was our place. There's no way I could make it. But you know what? <laughs> I won a grand prize at my job through Delta Airlines and I, and we could fly anywhere Delta flew and we had like $3,000 in airline tickets. And I asked my two that are still living at home with me, I asked them, what is it they want to do? Where do they want to go? Where, where should we take a trip to? We can go anywhere. And they were like, we want to go to Jamaica. And you know what? I'm surprised my reaction was like, oh no, not there. I was like, really? Why do you guys want to go to Jamaica? I thought it was kind of funny that they said that because I didn't expect that. And they told me, because that's where you and dad went all the time. You want to see what it's all about. So I really went expectingly, like not sad or expecting the worst, but I was excited to take them and show them and, and have the experience of, 
you know, falling in love with Jamaica and why their dad and I love going there, the culture, the food, you know, and the salty sea air and the beautiful ocean, the beautiful beaches they have there. And we ended up going, have an amazing time. Did I get emotional? Yes. And I cried, not because I was sad, but because I was so happy to see my children fall in love with a place that I never knew I could see again, that I never knew I would bring myself to see again and to visit and to make new memories. And now they want to go back and I'll go back again with them. So, you know, if you've ever told yourself out there, and I'm talking to the widows and the widowers, you know, and, and many others be encouraged by this too. If you've told yourself that there's no way you can get through this or ever do that again or ever see that again, you know what? You will. I don't know how, I don't know when, but you will. And there's songs that I could not listen to for the longest time. Like Dave, little David one put on some of his dad's favorite songs. And I'm like, oh, oh no, 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 we got to turn it off. That's too much. I can't do it. No, I would start hyperventilating and we would turn it off and they understood, okay, I wasn't ready. They could listen to it on their own, but not with me. And now, you know, there are times where we could put on those songs and I'm good. I can dance with it. I can sing to it, you know, and it's different. Um, it just means that how far I've come on my healing and I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful and I'm celebrating that today. That's the milestone I'm celebrating today. I may not be renewing my vows. I cannot do that, but I'm making a new vow. I vow to celebrate, you know, celebrate the blessings and everything I have to be grateful for. So may you be encouraged. And this episode is called the widow's psalm, a widow's psalm. And the reason why is because I actually wanted to also share a, uh, poem that I wrote uh, a long time ago. Uh, it was probably more like <laughs> in the middle of um, this decade that I've been a widow. So I wrote this and I wanted to share it because it goes through the hard times and also how I've been pulled out of this. So I think it's, you know, um, perfect title, uh, and a perfect time to share this poem, especially through this milestone. So here goes, A Widow's Psalm by Brenda Bustillos. I can't lose my grip. I can't lose my ground. I don't want to be lost. I need to be found. With all this mess that's going around, it's turning my whole world upside down. It's like the changing of the guards when I go from the spirit to flesh. When I get myself into a bigger mess, I hand over my peace and pick up the stress, forgetting my worth and forgetting I'm blessed. Seems like the odds stacked against me are rising higher past the ceiling, and even death eventually starts to look appealing. I unveil my mask, and the truth starts revealing. I gotta go by faith, not emotions or feelings. There's purpose in my pain, and everything happens for a reason. If I could just get through this storm, I can get through this season. Be strong in the Lord, like in the book of Ephesians, but transition is something that I just can't ease in. I can't ease into the next part of this life after all the trauma and all the strife. The pain seems unbearable and it cuts like a knife, 
but I will overcome and above I will rise. I cling to the word with white knuckles. I hold on. I can't let go and I must stay strong no matter what and no matter how long. It's hard to do when everything has gone wrong. Not used to my new normal and so fear increases then the more I break into a million pieces and when it feels like I will never defeat this, that's when I call on my Savior, Jesus I had to decide whether I would sink or swim because the pressure was on and hope looked dim and the chances seemed closer to none than slim. That's when I raised my hands and I reached for him. He rebuked the storm and made me calm, restoring my soul like the 23rd Psalm. Faith kicked in and fear is gone because in my weakness he makes me strong. I heard, fear not, my daughter, for I am he who rebukes the storm and this raging sea. I came to set the captives free, for I am the one that you do seek. He said, I saw you being formed in your mother's womb. I saw you crying alone and praying in your room. He asked me, why are you giving up so soon? Why have you buried yourself in this tomb? So he gives me beauty for ashes, and now my spirit is refreshed, no longer feeling despair or even depressed. His peace filling the void of emptiness, relieving the burden of loneliness. My grace through faith, by grace through faith, I am saved, no longer in bondage, no longer enslaved, no longer feeling emotions that had me enraged. Now I'm more focused and truly engaged. Whether I let the ink hit the paper or my fingers touch the screen, his spirit takes me to another scene. I escape to a place that's more serene, where the waters are calm and the grass is green. In a world so chaotic and so demanding, when my world came crashing, and my when my world came down in a hard crash landing, when I felt all alone, just barely standing, I received his peace that passed all understanding. I gotta keep pressing on and reaching for the goal and watch his will in my life unfold. I can't believe the lies that the devil told because the Lord renews my mind and refreshes my soul. Now I know my babies and I will be all right because the Lord never let us out of his sight. In him we rejoice, in him we delight. No need to worry, the future is bright. And so there it is, the poem, uh, A Widow's Psalm. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you're encouraged. And I want to say thank you again for listening to, you know, another chapter of the Widow Diaries. Thank you. And I hope you join me again. Until next time, be well.